Hi, and welcome to the Get Known Podcast. I'm Steve Lee. This is John Kotze. This is a podcast uh, about trying to help all of the companies that we work with and, uh, and anyone else who's out there to get to know uh, what it really takes to get known in this world. I mean, John, we, we talk about this all the time, we, how companies that we work with have trouble getting, getting into the news. Um, so what we do is uh, we're talking to journalists out there and seeing what their real input is and what kinds of things that they would like to um, share with us. Yeah, I think with, uh, with earned media, what we actually mean by that is presenting a story in a factual, in an interesting, relevant way to somebody who will trust that your story is good and will know that their readership uh, would be interested in it. And I think this is something that a lot of companies, even if they have great products, even if they have great services, even if they're doing great work, they struggle with. So we just really want to open that up so it works well for the companies and also for the journalists that we're talking to so that they actually get what they need in a format that they need in a way that doesn't waste everybody's time. And we talk to a lot of journalists all the time. So we kind of figured that we'd bring some of those journalists in and, uh, and ask them directly, what kinds of things does it take for companies to, to get known? So uh, what we did today was we uh, got together with Virvi Risanen. Welcome, Virvi. Thank you. Uh, Virvi is a journalist at Helsinki Sanomat. She reports on tech and culture. Uh, hey, Virvi, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, uh, and where a little bit about your job here at Helsinki Sanomat. Okay, great. It's it's an honor to be here with you guys today. Um, my background is like I'm I'm a strong journalist. I studied journalism in the University of Tampere, and I started to work in Helsinki Sanomat five years ago. First in in the city news section and online section, and uh, one and a half years ago, uh, I started as a tech reporter, and it was a new new um, post. So no one did it here before me in many years, so it was kind of a something that I could invent myself. Like, what should I do? What should I write about? But the key words were uh, everyday technology. So that's something I write stories about, uh, do videos, and I have a team now. Uh, I was like uh, my first year as a tech reporter. I was by myself, but then I got a colleague with me and now we are actually a team of four. Great. What, um, what kinds of stuff uh, has been the most interesting writing that you've done recently? What's been the thing that you've, has been the most exciting thing that you've been working on? Well, um, that's a good question because I'm very, uh, it's easy for me to like get very excited about new, new technologies. And uh, and the stories are of course now GDPR. <laughs> you know that's something that I like. I can't say that it's it's the best, but it it was very interesting. Mm. Not not in a positive way way like only, but anyway, it was very interesting. But then, as as like a technology, I think virtual reality is something that I'm very into. Just like the possibilities and and the like the raising the empathy and those themes. But it's a pity that, that 
it's actually a good a good uh, example for for your listeners because VR is something that my readers maybe don't know that much and they don't see it anywhere yet. So it's a very difficult topic to write about. What what makes it so hard to to write about that kind of topic? Like I mean, because it's something that we see quite regularly. Like in you know, you'll see like the little shops now in in the different malls and everything. Mm -hmm. And I know my kids like talk about it all the time. There's like those little Google box headsets that you can drop your phone into. So so I mean, is it is it hard because it's because it's more common or? It's it's still it's not uh, mainstream enough. So my reader should know like if if I try to get my reader interested in in like raising empathy, for example, in VR, uh, they should know the basics. And if they don't know the basics, they're like, why is this important? Why should I read this? And because this is just like Helsing Sanomad is a newspaper. Like uh, in in every topic, we have to find the like the most important uh, and the most like the topics that are really like in your everyday life. So we are not like a specialist uh, magazine. We can't go that deep mm. like into tech. So yeah, VR is something that that I'm really excited about, but but I can see that it's not here yet. So when you talk about uh, empathy in particular with, with VR, um, I would think that on a general sort of population level, people have an awareness that VR that as a technology is you know something you would put on your head, which would then put you into a virtual space. But if we're talking about empathy, this is more like an implication. So you're talking about bringing people together from across the world. We've seen the Uganda Knuckles meme back in January. These sorts of things. So, is it, this is the sort of thing you want your readers to understand? I guess. Yeah, of course. And and in every technology, it's it's about like the the solutions and the the impact, not not like how does it work. Of course, it's interesting how does it work, but but again, because we're not a like a specialist media, it's it's just uh, our readers are normal everyday people. Who are not in in tech business, and actually, I think nowadays it's very divided. You know something, or then you know a lot of things about tech. So if if you don't if you don't know that much, it's it's just it's very difficult to like open up those those uh, processes and. Yeah. There's yeah. a you know there's a lot of companies out there who I mean VR is a really good example. There's also like blockchain and machine learning and cryptocurrencies and all these other kinds of things. We have a lot of companies who come to us and say, "Hey, oh, hey, make it, you know, can you can you talk to this journalist and have them, you know, maybe talk to us about getting getting into their magazine or whatever's going on. I mean, and I'm sure you get lots of pitches all the time about people's products and stuff. What kinds of advice would you give to those kinds of people who are, or those kinds of companies that are trying to, you know, not to waste your time? Mm, my first question is always, what's in it for me? And what's in it for my readers? Mm. So if, if there's something, like, it could be, a huge thing but if I can't use it myself if I can't see it myself it's just 
I can't write about it. We read as a people, and people have needs that need to be met. And I think that a lot of, um, would you say that it's fair that a lot of companies think about the technology, but they don't think about who it affects and, and how it would actually affect them going forward. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I also think it's funny because because you know people sometimes say, oh, I, you know, my product has this really cool feature that comes out, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, you need to know what's in it for you. Do you have an example of like something that that um, was pitched to you that you thought, oh my gosh, it's going to be nothing at first, but then turned into something that you really were interested in? Was there any? Are there have there been things that you that you initially just said, okay, yeah, I'll look at it, and then it was like, wow, this is really cool? Mm, I think those are like, like at least weekly. <laughs> weekly things. It's great but, to be excited. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, mm, I can't get any, any specific uh, product or anything. How does something maybe raise to the level of you actually being able to write about it? Maybe you could tell us a little bit about the process of when you mm. actually write stuff and then it goes to probably an editor or something like mm. that. So what do you need to do to like make it so that it actually makes it to the, to the print or to the web? Mm. Usually the problem with the pitches are that I can't write about one company and one product. Like I can't write an ad. That's, that's something I need to explain every time uh, when someone like, asks me to get to know their product and I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but it's just, I have to have a story in it. I can't write it as a, of course, reviews are, are different, but we, we don't usually do reviews. Uh, we do like comparings, like we compare three products or we write about a phenomenon, like some bigger uh, bigger like uh, theme or or a trend but we never write about one product mm. this is cool or or like or then we have to have a story behind that product like someone who is uh, like a character story of course they are different they they can be about one person who has this uh, this uh, amazing product and but but they are usually they're about the person not the product mm. so so there's a difference too that's the elon musk effect yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly so you have to be a very interesting person mm. to to get to that uh that level but but if i find a cool product or if they send me a release of a cool product i of course try to find a way to report like in a way that is uh, like uh, ethically okay, like right. ethically journalism, because yeah. yeah. Do you think do you think that companies can actually do you think there's a way for them to um, pitch in a way that sounds unbiased? Is it you know do you in other words? I no. know <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's, it's probably kind of tough to, to make that happen yeah. unless they're talking about a trend, right? Or mm, or mm. they bring to the table, hey, maybe you should look at this this area, or you know maybe you know we're saving the world from plastic or something mm, like that. Mm, maybe mm. that ends. Yeah, up that's being... yeah. There's something that I really like. I love people who are sending me emails like, have you noticed that this and this and this happened, and and now we have a product called this and this, and it's important because blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like that you have the whole 
background there too that you don't Context. just yeah mm. so but that's that's something that sometimes works but I can't promise anything of yeah. course it, it's just um, and and the best case is that we've been talking about some topic with my colleagues and then some company just sent me a release or something about the same topic and then we can contact them like okay let's write about this and now we have actually this and this but but um, almost in every story there's at least one like at, at least two or three companies involved like mm. if I explain about um, let's say VR or or some specific of course not like VR in, in the whole <laughs> picture yeah. of VR but like VR and empathy for example and then I want to like bring up a case then I can bring up a, a product or a company or two or three or just to like broaden the picture mm. so mm. I think I think there's um, there's there's the cult of funding around technology companies and startups and they think that like um, okay if you want to go for you know tech EU or one of these places where they just report funding they will talk about your company but um, with, with 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 someone like you who's got national reach, there there has to be this sort of wider story, I think, mm. and um, maybe maybe that's where some of the confusion comes from. Mm. You know, one question we wanted to ask you, actually, now I have a couple questions more, but <clears throat> one one question uh, is is like when you have something that's super complex, like blockchain, or something that's based on cryptocurrencies or things that people don't understand or like this VR thing that people don't understand as as much how do you what is your technique for maybe simplifying it and turning it into something that that people do uh, connect with <laughs> that's something I struggle with every day yeah. <laughs> but but it's just I need to have um, I need to have a problem and a solution or I need to have something that I can like uh, compare to something that we used to have. Like if if we have now, we have money and banks, and then the future is cryptocurrency, or or is it or is it not? I don't know. But anyway, like comparing to the old world and and uh, explaining the the everyday use cases, they are the most most used techniques, but. Uh, we don't go that deep and and we can't go that deep like to of course we have readers who understands a lot more than others so sometimes we can really do that like a huge background and and huge detail explaining but usually not so so it's just um, yeah it's difficult usually I do um, I make my colleagues to read my texts and and they do that with me too just to like if you're not into this specific topic do you still understand what I'm writing about and, and then I can send it to my brother do you understand this and then test it like that right That's good. and then after that uh, does it then go to your editor yeah, or whatever yeah, sure so then we have an editor and uh, usually it goes under at least one or two Person. So so they read it and then they ask mm. me questions and then I write something again and then 
So it's about yeah. If there's if there's some relevant trend which is hard to dig into, you 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 put it in layman's terms, and that's really difficult. So I think like uh, with with companies, if they can help with that work too, <laughs> <laughs> then that that sort of brings it out. Because I, I I have this theory. It's a working theory. Bear in mind, but um, uh, when Nokia was what it was. The, the they moved into a phase where they, they the technology they thought should speak for itself. It's well made. It's this. It's that. But then maybe the the connection was lost with customers. Mm-hmm. So obviously Nokia broke up. Then lots of startups came up, and I um I I have a a, a theory that uh, the engineering focus is is still there in the sort of Finnish technology startup scene. So maybe the connecting people part, the humanity part, is is not. Is, is not there, and I think it can be difficult um, for some Finnish uh, businesses to actually step away from the technology or whatever it is that they're building and and uh, get out there and you well, know. Is it is it true that like are we? Do you think Finnish readers are more nerdy than than other readers? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. I don't know because my readers are only Finnish, so. Yeah. So um, do you, do you find do you find that that like when you read obviously like English mm-hmm. press about something mm-hmm. else do you do you find that that readers are like that they talk they talk at a at an even more broad level mm-hmm. when, yeah. in in that because I, I mean I know that. Finnish Finnish companies seem to just love tech <laughs> you know for the sake of tech yeah yeah I know and uh, now when you said that it's yeah it sounds sounds true <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's just because of course my readers are they're like even more into tech than than Helsinki Sanomat readers like basically but. Um, I don't know. There are the the mails that I get after after writing a story. They tell a lot. Like, what do they say? Oh, I'm really interested in that. No, there are people who are like, yeah, you explained this, but but you didn't explain this detail in that, and they're very like they are they they want to explain me how can I write it better and how can I explain my mm. my views better in in this and this uh, specific tech thing so so yeah I love it because usually when I publish a story then I go and read the comments and of course you know that You're there's very brave. <laughs> yeah they're like <laughs> sometimes there are days that you shouldn't do that at all but but um uh, was it yesterday Yeah, yesterday I wrote about uh, like how to get an internet connection to your house. Like, what do you or like very simple story? What do you need to what do you need to know about uh, like the operators and and what are they selling to you? And like a customer uh, a consumer story, and uh, and then I wrote the comments. Uh, I read the comments, and uh, there were two comments very quickly came with. Which uh, told me about the like the term was it like megabytes and mega how is it in English Me- megabytes per second and yeah, Mbps Mbps yeah. yeah but I used in in Finnish uh, megatavu which is like I don't know what is it in English uh, 
It's like anyway, it was yeah. There's wrong. like megabits and then there's megabytes. Yeah, megabits and megabytes. Yeah, yeah. and I was I, I mixed them in in the story, mm. and then I read the comments and was like, okay, okay, great. I have to, <laughs> but it, it's it's perfect because yeah. things happen and and then I really I can count that my readers are very like they are there and they are very ready to help me and. Right. And so that's, that's great. That, that is really cool. So you you've got the attitude that uh, that you can take feedback and, and and support, and it doesn't necessarily matter if it's not perfect right away. You'll get it right. Yeah. Do you think that that's a good attitude for companies to have as well, <laughs> or, or yeah. people who pitch to you? So because I know a lot of people want to have everything totally perfect, ready to go. They don't want to make a mistake. Mm. So it's okay if 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 not all the information is there i guess yeah, in, in the of beginning course, of yeah. course and i, mean, I think startups they they have that attitude yeah or most most of them have the startup scene has definitely come a long way here um, i have another sort of side now you also report on culture right mm -hmm. like well cultural <laughs> stuff uh, with regards to tech uh, yeah yeah like yeah so like cultural culture, yeah, yeah digital culture yeah, all yeah. kinds of all kinds of different stuff with that. So, so where, where do where do those stories um, like? Do you do more pure tech stories, or do you do combination stories, mm. or or and and when you go more towards the culture side, what what about that is that you take into consideration? Like, where where do you get those kinds of stories, or are you just watching trends and trying to write about those, or what's the? That's that's mostly like from. <laughs> from our own lives, like if if I pop into something interesting or if I see my friends and they're talking about something that I don't know, I'm like, wow, what is that? And you're using a new app, what is that? And of course, like in every like journalist life, it's you, you can't live without like hearing uh, stories all the time, like hearing this could be my story and that could be my, I could write about that and that and you see that everywhere. So. It's just a way of way of seeing the world around you, and then the the stories about digital culture. They usually come from like hearing something interesting and yeah, thinking about like what could be the future of of this, the future of like cars, or the future of transportation, and the future of this and this. At what point do you say, all right? This isn't going anywhere, and you toss a story because I mean, you have to make hard choices mm. all the time. The, there's only so much space, and you have deadlines to meet mm. and everything else. Mm. I know it's it, you. Most writers write quite from the heart. Mm. When what's the when do you what what kinds of things do you like? Do you have any limits on yourself or any rules that you have that that tell you all right, this one's going and this one's staying, or I'm going to mm. keep on going with this one or another mm. one. I'd say there's always a way um, finding a finding a, a way to tell that story somehow. Like like there's a there's an angle that that makes the story interesting. You just have to find it. So there are not many cases that I write about something like for a day and then just just throw it away. Mm. So usually I just, I just, uh, I don't know, ask my colleagues and, and we have these discussions all the time that what's, what's 
what's the most important, what's the most interesting piece like in, in this and then then we find it and then we like twist it and then yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you've got a quite a nice sort of collaborative uh, sort of environment here. Uh, could you describe a little bit like what the typical day is like for you? Is is there editor breathing down your neck? Do you have freedom? Do you have freedom to choose what you're going to write about? Is there? Do you have certain news cycles, deadlines, these sorts of things? Yeah, our our section is the most happy section in this <laughs> in this whole um, newsroom. But it's because we are not in a news uh, section, so we don't. Of course, we write tech news, but we are not like like uh, reactive. Like something happened, and we have to write about it right now. Uh, where usually we have uh, time, not that much, but still more than than like a news reporter in in our uh, news desk. So uh, so we are happy about that. We usually come to work and then if we don't have anything like if I don't have uh, anything in mind then I check my list my story list my idea list and get something from there and then um, I don't know it's it's hard to to describe like a typical day because uh, for example today the Ticketmaster hacking. Did you hear about it? No, um, not yet. Actually. Okay. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> there was a there was a, a Ticketmaster Ticketmaster's uh, some some system was hacked in Saturday and and today they sent their customers mail about it and then I got the mail that uh, your information might not be secure <laughs> and I was like okay great thank you this is a new story and, and then I wrote a new story but it was in in technology field so it was my my story there but I had a story uh, that I was writing before that but then it just the quick story came into the middle and then I was like oh, okay I read it and and then I went back to that old story okay and um, <laughs> so there are usually there are many stories that we're writing at the same time and and um, are you getting out of the newsroom very <laughs> often like I mean it sounds like a lot of your work is in in the newsroom yeah usually Do you go yeah. out and interview people and go to events and yeah we go to I try to go as much as I can to events like slash and mm, Arctic yeah. 15 to go to events uh, I didn't go this year last okay. year I went to Arctic 15 too yeah and but slash and the most like the biggest ones and just to just to see what is what is the trend and what what is the like when in slash it's always like I know what you're saying like the future is here and and the future is already here and let's you know it's just the evangelist yeah it's it's funny but uh, reactor had uh, had an uh, what was it reactor breakpoint. That was a great event this year because they really had people who are working with the tech, not the evangelist. But they they had like people who really know what they're talking about and and are not just like words and promises. So yeah, I I like to go to events, um, but maybe like once a month 
So if someone calls me and asks me to come to their office to see their product, I usually don't go. That's okay. that's something we don't have time for. But you know, I was at um, the reactor after party last year, mm. and the DJ was coding the music live. Mm -hmm. it just blew my mind. Mm. I was like, okay, that's okay. You've got skills. For yeah. Play. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty amazing. So cool. Yeah, it, it was really really cool. Uh, so yeah, when when you're at a conference, you're just walking around you I guess you have a, a media pass do you go mm. to the media room do people Usually come not. up and talk to you or <laughs> no no I just I try to be like very incognito mode just to just to go around yeah. and see see the booths that really interests me yeah so um it's just it's easier to do that in like I I sometimes I take my badge and just turn it around okay just, just to like being in a <laughs> to not be accosted on a regular yeah. basis yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. maybe but you get more real so, reactions as well then yeah. so that kind of like brings to the point of what do you think the best way to for like if you could give advice to the people to the companies that we work with mm -hmm. what 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 would be your advice to them with regards to making themselves known mm -hmm. about you know about their products and their technology or maybe even just them as a company mm. when we think about your readership I guess mm. yeah I mean that's that's the thing is like how do how do they make you look good mm. how how can we advise companies to make you look good to your readers mm. um, the first the first thing I want to emphasize is is that we have Many sections in housing and sanomat in our newsroom, and and if someone tells me a story, I can tell it to like a business editor, and I can tell it to our science section editor, and and we are we are in contact with each other. So the first thing is that don't contact all of us at the same time yeah, sure. <laughs> because that's that's something that could like create problems. But um, uh, normally, the startup stories, uh, if they are like about funding or things like that, I I forward them to our business editor because they are business stories, and and then if it's about a solution that are is out there, like is is something that my reader can can see and touch and use, then it's my story. Yeah. Then I take it um, in my list. But if if there's something um, like I just want to I just want to encourage um, companies to just call me and send me emails, even if I don't answer, they're still there. And when I write about a specific theme, I can remember that someone sent me an email about this. And like again, the point that we are not writing about one product or one company normally so but but when I like if you send me a release and then in one month I I start to write about the same theme then I find your release and then so it's important to send the emails and send the releases just keep in but, touch yeah just yeah. just to and I have to say I don't know if if, if this is like a something I should say or not, but it's always better to call, of 
course. Mm. <laughs> and and uh, especially if you have to, if you have something you want to want to explain um, as as a person, as yourself, if you have a story which is interesting, it's it's more interesting to hear from you speaking out loud than to read it from from the email because the email inbox it's just uh it's well you know it can it's, get crazy yeah it, it can get crazy like it's yeah. it's the same thing with with like everyone but you should call and you should send the release and then call again and and then i hope that that people do that like we do that and every journalist should just answer and and tell if it's like if I'm gonna write about this now or not. Usually not right now. Mm-hmm. If it's not a like a huge, huge bomb. Yeah. But um, just answering it's it's just uh, I try to do that, and I I really hope that other journalists are doing that too because the most in <laughs> most. Uh, Annoying thing is not to answer at all, and then you don't know if it's there or not. So we've been encouraging a lot of customers on a regular basis, John and I, very regularly, just saying, you know, don't be discouraged if the journalist doesn't write about you because you are on their radar at that point mm-hmm. if if they've taken a look at it, and also just I think having that that. Sometimes it takes multiple touch, touches, and of course, something has to be relevant mm. for people to actually come up with that. So, mm. I think I think that that's really, really important and great advice, actually, to be you know, really honest with everybody about. Hey, you should always say that stuff, mm, mm. and and you don't. We don't need the the pitches. We do, we are not funding the companies. We don't need the the sorry like bullshit yeah. pitches we just need the the concrete uh, outcomes we need the the solutions and something that we can really like i don't know something that <laughs> that we can like relate to and and we can understand at first like if it's too difficult for you to explain then it's too difficult to me to write about so yeah. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Hey, I'd like to play a little game. Okay. <laughs> if it doesn't work, we'll cut it out. Um, could you give me one word answers if I say a word? Uh-oh. <laughs> Cryptocurrency. Etla. Overrated? <laughs> uh, I-P-O. I-C-O, sorry. I-C-O. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Blockchain. Mm, uh, democracy. Very cool. Uh, home DNA testing. Uh, uh, that's that's something. Uh, okay, that's not a one word. Uh, well, uh, possibility. Mm. Machine learning. AI. I think I've run out now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I just wanted to see what your sort of feeling was for these topics. If you mm. think that they have relevance, if you think they have longevity, mm. or is this like buzzwords that maybe mm. are not are not going to be around in a few years' time? Mm. Maybe if if you'd say AI, uh, my reaction would have been like, <laughs> because if I see a release which says something. Or this and this uses AI. I'm like boring. <laughs> like See, everything yeah. uses AI, whatever. Like and machine learning, it's it's better, but it's still it's like I don't know. That's just a technique. That's not. I, I think what you what you were sort of saying. Tell me if I'm wrong. But what you were kind of saying is that is that it's not about all these technologies or buzzwords. Mm -hmm. that, that it's much more about the kinds of stories that you could possibly tell. And those things don't tell a story because everybody's using them. Another big one is, um, is a circular economy. Mm -hmm. We get that a lot too, right? With the technology around those types of things. And people are like, that's okay. That's a huge theme. And that, that's a very important theme. But it's just uh, one like huge word. What 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 within those of any of those what within those would actually be an interesting thing that would catch your catch your eye like like maybe what the last thing that caught your eye was in, in that had that technically is some sort of buzzword thing we were talking about um, uh, the uh, VR stuff before but what you know have you seen something that said oh yeah and it happens to use one of these technologies. Mm. Well, a basic ex example is is uh, how Facebook is using AI to to prevent like revenge porn or something like that. But there's Facebook revenge porn and AI. It's not just AI. So so you need the other other angles to to make it interesting. Yeah. But um. Mm, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe if if there's something like if I have a release which says AI for this and this, I can still read it, but then I have to find the sentence which says that this group of people are already using it or. Or like uh, you can try it here, or like mm. you need that, then it makes it interesting. But else, it's just yeah, right, okay. <laughs> it all comes back to the people. Yeah. How are the people benefiting? What are they doing with it? Which is interesting. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's something that uh, it can take work, quite honestly. And um, maybe with companies who are quite early stage, but they have something big, they haven't tested it yet. They have the technology. Um, it's still good to have, try and have that outcome in mind, I think. That mm. Who are the people who will benefit from this and in what way? Mm. Of course, like, I don't mean that we always have to have the outcome ready when we write the story, of course mm. not. Uh, we can also write a story when, when you are preparing something huge, but then it has to be huge. So it's, yeah. And most of the products are not that huge. So that's why we need the uh, we need the proof that they are working. We need we need their users. We need their feedback that they got and or the like uh, something that 
that uh, research about this specific product working or, you know. Yeah. Hey, excellent. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, the, the weather is really good. Are you, um, do you have plans this summer? Actually, today I, I, I was planning to go to swim outdoors for the first time in, in Helsinki this year. So Awesome. That is a great thing to do. Well, we really appreciate your time also. And um, I yeah. think I hope everybody, I think everyone will learn a lot from this. For sure. How do people get in touch with you? Uh, they can send me an email yeah. and and uh, they can call me and my team. So my team is four people and they are Hoas Technologia, Helsinki Sanoma Technology. It's, it's a team of their own. So you should really contact them just to tell about yourself, tell about your product. And if they don't answer, they still get the message. <laughs> are, you guys, are, are, are you guys on social media also? Mm. Is that a, ever a good way to get uh, a hold of those guys? Well, it's, it's not that good way. We are in Facebook, um, but actually our site in Facebook is, is Hoas Theater, which is Hoas Science. We are under that, so that's kind of confusing. But but we're there. Twitter. Twitter, yeah, I'm there, and at least two of my colleagues are there too. So, yeah, and in any way, like if you're contacting someone in our newsroom, it always like they can forward the mail. So it's it's not that important who are you contacting. So great. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. Excellent. And uh, we want to thank everybody for joining us in today's uh, Get Known podcast. We hope you got as much out of it as we did. Yeah, I learned loads today, actually. Uh, I, I did too. It was uh, you know, pretty, pretty amazing uh, to see really in depth how the, the technology department works. It was a really nice insight, quite honestly. I think so too. So thank you very much, Phoebe. Thank you. All right. Signing off. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs>